0: All right, welcome to Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and figure out what other movies inspired it. And today on the show, we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to get into what that is in a second, but first I want to make sure you're all following us on social media, at PiecingPod. Subscribe to the podcast on your podcast app of choice. Also, uh, if you're enjoying the show, rate and review us on iTunes. We'd love to hear what you're thinking of the show. Uh, you can also join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group, to get in on the conversation and get to talking with us about movies. We would love for you to join us. So, uh, you know, w- with that said, let's let's get to what we're doing today. So this, first of all, is an episode that's been delayed for quite a while. We recorded it way back in the Halloween season. It, it's for the new Halloween. New meaning, uh, was it, like three months old already? But uh, we recorded it back around Halloween time, and what the idea was, was we were going to do an episode where it was both a piecing it together of Halloween, the new uh, David Gordon Green, uh, Danny McBride version of Halloween that just came out. While also being a Breaking It Apart, which if you don't know what that is, Breaking It Apart is a special series of the podcast where we do the same theme as what we normally do, except for we do it backwards. So instead of taking a look at a new movie and trying to figure out what movies inspired it, we look at an older movie and try to figure out what movies were inspired by it. And so w- what happened is while we we're looking at Halloween and uh, you know kind of coming up with our list of movies that we thought inspired it we realized all of those movies were inspired by the original. And so it was a perfect opportunity to do this like thing that may never happen again where we could combine uh, piecing it together and breaking it apart into one episode. So what follows is an episode that we recorded, uh, me and my co-host Chad Clinton Freeman, for this episode. Uh, like I said, way back in October of 2018, Uh, But by the time we had it recorded, there was already a bunch more episodes in the pipeline and the movie had already been out for a few weeks. And I figured we were wait for the Blu-ray and digital release. And then once that finally did happen uh, a few weeks back, then we also had a whole bunch of other episodes that ended up pushing this one back in time. (laughs) So uh, I'm sorry to David Gordon Green and company. Um, You know, I wish we could have gotten this out a little bit more timely but uh, you're probably not going to like it anyway because neither of us really liked this movie that much. Uh, I know a lot of people did enjoy it. Um, Neither of us were those people. But that being said, it was still a lot of fun to talk about, and if nothing else, John Carpenter's score is, of course, amazing. So anyway, let's jump into the conversation with Chad Clinton Freeman, and again, this is both a piecing it together of the new Halloween and a breaking it apart of the original Halloween. All right, so today on the show, we've got back with us Chad Clinton Freeman. Chad, how you doing? Doing great. How's it going? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Um, th- this is a movie that people went really crazy for. Um, we're going to get into it as we go, but I think both of us were fairly disappointed with it. Um, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> um we will well, certainly get into that as we go um but this right this provided a really uh unique opportunity something we've never done here on the show before uh, as people listening may or may not know we have a uh, side series of the show uh called breaking it apart where instead of looking at a new movie and figuring out what movies inspired it we look at an older movie and figure out what movies were inspired by it and uh this movie, being what it is, it's it's a sequel and a uh, and sort of a reboot of the original um, 1978 John Carpenter Halloween, and which was such an influential movie. And so this really puts us in a place here where we can talk about movies that were inspired by the original and that clearly did inspire this new one as well. And so it's uh I think it's going to be a fun talk yeah
1: no definitely a lot lots of um inspiration and influence to talk about uh and kind of connect the dots uh in yes. a, in fun way of um this this movie influenced that one and then that one influence this one and so yeah a it's lot gonna of, be like uh, a little history of slashers along the way and, yeah, um, yeah exactly with with exactly. some tangents
0: into other areas as well but i mean it should be uh it, it should be fun being able to uh connect a series like this i don't think uh, this is something that we'll see very often where it goes through from an original to a new one uh so clearly with with like a connect the dots type of thing
1: right yeah
0: so uh you know, I think we should start this thing off by uh, just talking uh, briefly about, um, and this is something we normally would do on a breaking it apart, uh, talking about the influence um, that the original nineteen seventy eight Halloween had on uh, just cinema and filmmakers in general, and you know i am I'm, I'm a horror fan but you i always think of as you know more of a horror fan than myself um if you want to like kick it off a little bit talking a little bit about halloween's influence
1: well uh, the thing is uh you know about horror in general is that uh what where where it comes from there there's two really cool things of where it comes from uh that makes it so much fun and one is um oftentimes horror movies are created with the spirit of making something out of nothing, you know, mm-hmm. the really do-it-yourself kind of, uh, small filmmaking. And, um, like I said, just creating something out of nothing. And then at the same time, there's the trying to scare people and right. trying to, uh, in, induce terror and fear. So there's those two elements that really make the whole genre as a whole just a fun thing. Um, and that's really what this captures so well. Because, you know, uh, this was a, a a small indie film um, that was able to, yeah, just like break through and be this huge success. Uh, that has just spawned so much uh, influence in so many different ways, um, and really, uh, one of the, the the keys to that that really made this one really uh, be as big as it was is prior to this, like the the big. Um, you know, scary movies and even ones that were, were, were indie sensations like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is one mm-hmm. of my all time favorite movies. Um, in the case of it and just about any other horror movie that you can think of, the people were going or stumbling upon that terror, like the terror didn't necessarily come to them like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they drive all uh, out in the middle of nowhere and stumble across the house. And basically it's, it's almost that you, you go into the wilderness and you get killed by a bear type thing. Whereas the case of this, this was in the suburbs and it's like the bear came out of the woods into the suburbs. And, and you're not saying it's very, yeah. And it's very much a very creepy, creeping, stalking, kind of terror it's you like know this could um, really happen to you and this this yeah. is something
0: that could happen in your neighborhood
1: right exactly and and it's it's so suspenseful too and so just like slow like dread dread is a good a good word to describe the way this movie function as it's coming for you it is coming you're you're not going to stop it it's coming you don't know when it's going to come but it's going to get you um in mm-hmm. and, and that sense it, i mean it's kind of like the movie the blob in that sense um that it's just uh, or or night of the living dead that's another good example um right but again it's it's this uh, sense of it's creeping in it's coming to the suburbs and so that's the the thing that really i think struck the chord with like ma- the masses because uh, that's always the thing nobody ever cares about anything until it's like wait a second that could happen to me that could happen <laughs> in my neighborhood and then right, that's when it right. really uh you know uh sticks with people and so i think that yeah. that's where this one really really uh struck the nerve with the masses and what made it into uh you know uh such a success now at the same time it's a really really well made movie um Mm -hmm. i I love uh the cinematography of this movie and the uh editing of this movie um the 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 long takes the um you know it really sets a scene um and and like i said it's very voyeuristic too oh yeah yeah the score (laughs) yeah the score is so so good no it is and it, it and, and that's the thing the movie's very simple in many ways and the score right, is very is. simple the cinematography is very simple the editing's very and it all works so well that's the beauty yeah. of it it's just it's just like so brilliant too cuz it's just like it's like man i mean I, I, I that's the thing there's just so many little things about it that just works uh it's it's one of those things where it's just like so many elements came together and right. it's somehow, you know, it's like magic, you know, it's like uh, one of those things. It's like destiny. It's like all the ingredients uh, c- came together and boom, there it is.
0: I should probably admit here at the top of the show, um, <laughs> as a kid, it always seemed like to come down to, you know, Freddie, Jason and Michael. Um, right. and you know, who, who, who did you like the best? Which movies do you like the best? Um, I was not as a kid, a fan of Halloween or Michael Myers. I, I always liked Jason the best. Um, and I liked those <laughs> movies the best. And then I like uh, the Freddy movies, uh, mm-hmm. the Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, so I barely remembered this movie because I had only really right. seen it like maybe once or twice when I was a kid. I don't even remember if I've ever seen any of the sequels. Um, and so I got to uh, watch this in the theater uh, at the Sin City Horror Fest um, just before Halloween, just before the right. new one came out. And so it was almost like seeing it for the first time, even though I'm sure I saw it back when I was a kid.
1: Right, and so right.
0: I, I I do want to admit straight up um while I was watching it I was incredibly impressed by a lot of the things you were just talking about the cinematography right uh, the, the, those long takes and and uh it, seeing things that you know immediately like I was already making mental notes of like puzzle pieces we're gonna talk about on this episode like there's so right. much influence from this movie but I I still, just like when I was a kid, I didn't necessarily like it that much. And I, I know <laughs> I'm kind of in the minority on this. Um, but it's still, as as a story, I don't like, I just don't get much out of it, I think, is the problem. Um, but, well,
1: and that's the thing. There, there, like I said, it's very, very simple. And there, and there is not right. a, a lot of story. Um, and here's the thing. that That's okay. Because you know what? I don't like a nightmare on M street. I love Wes Craven Uh and I don't, I'm not in love with the nightmare on M street and I don't love scream either. And I love Wes Craven. Mm -hmm. Um, Wes Craven (laughs) is one of my favorite directors. And somehow those two, I don't, I I, I appreciate them, but I'm not like with those people that are just like, Wow, this is the greatest thing ever. And that's the thing you always right, have right. you have different schools. Now uh, uh, of of this is the greatest ever, especially when you're talking slashers. Now for me, always Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and of course, it mm-hmm. came first. So I'll say it's the greatest. So, anyway, I just wanted to bring <laughs> that up. <laughs>
0: Which, by the way, we still will end up doing a uh, Breaking It Apart on Texas Chainsaw
1: one of these days. So. Yes. Don't worry. You'll <laughs> you'll
0: get plenty of time to talk a lot about Texas Chainsaw, even though you might talk about it on, on this some more, I'm sure. but I'll uh, probably talk about it on <laughs>
1: several other shows, too. Yes, oh, and I absolutely. was going to say, I I am jealous that I I haven't seen this on the big screen. I've, I've yet to see this um, on the big screen. Uh, the only Halloween... The only Halloween's I've seen, uh, in the theater, I saw the, uh, I think it was part would have been five or six. I don't remember exactly. Uh, <laughs> and then I saw H2O and then I saw the new one. So those are the only ones I've seen in the theater. So I still hadn't got to see this one on the big screen. Um, I think, That it is one, especially with the cinematography that would play so well um, in a theater uh, and like probably uh, look so much better than so many of the movies that, that come out these days. So, yeah.
0: Well, I would, I would actually say um, and that's one more thing before we get into these puzzle pieces. Um, obviously, as a composer and a composer of uh, synth-based horror scores, which is my main thing. Right. Um, obviously, this this is a huge score for me. Uh, John Carpenter, one of the great uh, synth-based composers, and um, you know, I would actually say, and I was, I found this was one thing that surprised me about seeing it in the theater. The cinematography is what stuck out to me more. Than even the score, um, it just looked so good. Um, right. that's definitely the thing to me that really stood out as the best like element of this movie. Right. Um, but with that said, I think let's um let's jump into some of these movies. So uh, I kind of set it up at the beginning of the show, but as we start to talk about these, you're going to notice, and I'm talking to the listener now. Uh, you're going to notice that we're kind of blending together now. What would be a regular piecing it. Uh, together about the new Halloween, which is directed by David Gordon Green and written by him and Danny McBride, Um, and uh, we're going to be talking about movies that influenced it, but that were influenced by the original John Carpenter Halloween, and so uh, with that said, you want to jump into the first puzzle piece that you've got there.
1: Well, uh, the first one that I got, um, it's basically one influenced by uh, the original, uh, John Carpenter Halloween. I don't really see it as one that's influenced the the new uh, update, but uh, that's It Follows. It Follows, to me, um, is the closest movie that I've seen that kind of captured what... Halloween did um, it very much feels like it, it wants to be a John Carpenter movie uh, with the way it was shot and the way it sounds. Um, and I love, love, love. It follows. Um, oh yeah. It um, uh, there, there. That's the thing. I, Cause I was actually rewatching uh, the original Halloween last night um, uh, mm-hmm. for this episode. And what Halloween really does so well is it just captures fall. It captures fall. Those long takes and the people just walking down the street, the wind blowing, the trees are are, are swaying and the and the leaves are falling down and then th- that soundtrack and for whatever reason yes. that totally just captures fall and then you, especially you see the kids going uh trick or treating there's these you know just these uh takes of uh Jamie Lee Curtis just looking down the street and seeing the kids um just evokes such uh feelings of fall and halloween and for me it follows right. does that same thing it does it in a different way but it does that same thing um i know specifically in it follows uh, the 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 the, the shot that always sticks out to me, and I'm not even sure why, but there's just a shot with uh, they're in the car, and they're driving, and the score really swells up, and you see the leaves falling down as they're driving, and for whatever reason, that one always gave me that same feeling, and it so just reminds me of uh, Halloween. Um, and for me, it follows was one of the the best movies, uh, horror movies of of the past probably twenty years or so. Um, I love that movie so much. And and the other thing yeah. about is is that it it captures that same just like slow creeping dread that it's just like it's coming, and you don't know when you I was don't just know gonna where. Yeah, and and there's another there's another part that I really really love in that movie, uh, where they're like in a library I think or something along those lines, and the camera like pans around, and then you see people coming, they're like walking, and it's like you don't even know if that person necessarily is even a part of it or if it's just a random person walking <laughs> and it right. gives you such, just like this, like anxiety. It's just like, ah, uh, and it and it's kind of like the whole night of the living dead type of feeling as well. Um, so yeah. um, totally for me, um, it, it follows was a, a, a huge one inspired by Halloween and, and such a good movie too that um i mean and if anybody I, I listening think, has not seen it you have to watch
0: oh yeah absolutely um i think it does it did influence the new one as well i had it on my list actually uh as mm. well okay. um and yeah i think it does um you know th- those those kind of uh the, the way that the young people are portrayed and uh which i think kind of aligns itself uh, very well with the way that uh that they did it with that David Gordon Green did it. Also another thing um the score is a major part of it follows and yes. um uh, which is you know clear, clearly influenced by John Carpenter, but also if you go back, you know, the the original movie, it's it's definitely like it's still the same uh kind of score, same kind of sounds, but it's a little sparser where it's, you know, a lot a lot more built up and and electronic in the new one, um which uh it follows is one of the best um uh electronic synth-based uh, oh, yeah. horror scores yeah and, and recent memories. So I mean I definitely think it 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 goes both ways on this one. And yeah, I was actually gonna say you had mentioned earlier when just talking about the influence of Halloween. Uh, I actually wrote it down what you said you said uh you don't know when it's gonna come but it's going to get you. Um right. and I mean that that's like that's practically the plot of It Follows. Ah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so you know right, yeah right. so that's um Yeah. So no, that's, that's perfect. And I did have that one as well. Um, so I'll go with my next puzzle piece, which I think goes hand in hand with it follows and that's stranger things. Oh yeah. Um,
1: again,
0: yeah, again, we, we've got amazing synth score, um, you know, heavily influenced by John Carpenter. Um, you also have um, just that that setting of like you know the small town and uh, you know again going through the, going through the streets of the suburbs and, and like the small town America and like and you know just th- th- there's something out there there's something creeping it's coming to you you know um, and yeah and and fun in fun in the sense of uh, you know the scare scary kind of fun not not knowing what's going to happen you right know? and 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 it really captures a time as well that 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 80s kind of time of course the new one is set more uh you know set in in uh recent and as well as stranger things being set recent but um but uh it it, it gives you that feeling of of uh back back going back to halloween you know back to those right. old days simpler time type thing
1: right what well, the 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 new one definitely is confusing as far as time because it's supposed to be now, but it doesn't <laughs> feel it for me. So it, uh, it doesn't but, feel. like And it, I was yeah. going to say this too. Uh, it, funny you mentioned Stranger Things. Uh, I, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, in and you know, the, uh, Halloween was her actually her first movie. Um, she reminds me in that movie uh, almost as an older Millie Bobby Brown. I mean, I can totally see uh, once 11 is older, her kind of being like this Jamie Lee Curtis type of actress. I totally, I totally see that. Um, Very much reminded me of her in that. Um, And, and it's funny. I didn't even put stranger things down, but as I was watching, I was thinking of that in my head and, um, yeah, it, it totally. Uh, it, it was probably the music that probably really uh, cued me into Stranger Things and even made me think of Eleven. So um, <laughs> it, it's very, uh, very funny. And then not also, though, the the parallel of um, the, that thing being out there and not knowing that there's a, a good parallel there with Stranger Things as well. Uh, and it mm-hmm. being this uh, suburb based is also also. So, yeah, no, Stranger Things is definitely a, a good one there. Um and, and totally I, uh,
0: I, I haven't watched uh season two yet, so I I no Oh season please. to me I like season two better myself. I I really okay. enjoyed season two. I gotta get two. to it. So yeah. So what would your next puzzle piece be?
1: Well an- another one, um and I kind of starting this off uh with ones I see more as uh just influences of the original I mean from the original. And uh and that's actually um death proof. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's, uh, you know, entry into uh, Grindhouse. Um, as I was watching this one, uh, because uh, you you had said something uh, right after you had saw it at the theater that uh, so much of it is Michael Myers driving around in the car, <laughs> and and it is, and I, I, I you don't ever remember that that it's just that, like, that shocked me. Yeah, <laughs> it shocks me. Well, and the other thing is that there the, there has always been the joke of how did he learn to drive? Uh, he is a very good driver for having been locked away for so long, (laughs) but, um, that's so weird. So, so, so death proof actually, uh, was one that came to mind. Um, just, uh, you know, I mean, the, the way this wasn't is done though, the, the scenes, even in the car, they're done with such suspense. It's almost in a way, um, kind of, um, like jaws, but with, with the car instead, it's just like, it, you know, the, this slow creeping around just almost kind of just stalker ish and, um, almost, you know, like drive by kind of feeling that you're getting. Uh, <laughs> and, and so death proof, uh, came to mind. Cause I mean, death proof is basically a, a slasher movie with, uh, the car being like the main, um, you know, uh, villain uh in a way yeah and especially early on in that movie the way the the car just kind of creeps around uh it's very much uh i i never realized that until i just rewatched halloween of how um tarantino had t- taken some inspirations from halloween uh with it um but yeah i mean you know death proof's not a great movie um it's a uh, one that uh a lot of people <laughs> Don't like. I actually like it quite a bit. I think it's a it's a fun movie. It's a several movies crammed into one, but definitely the first yeah. half of that film. I feel um, it takes a lot of inspiration from Halloween, and i I, I don't yeah, think that, there's any uh, I don't think there's any uh, influence necessarily that David Gordon Green took from Death Proof. But I will say this. Yeah, I will say this. Death Proof because Tarantino he loves to do this. It's like Death Proof what year is it in that movie? It's so confusing because it seems almost in a way like it's maybe in the seventies, but then they have cell phones and it's just like, what year is it? And, and that's kind of uh, a, that's kind of the feeling I get with this new uh, Halloween. Of course, David Gordon Green's kind of that same way. I think as Tarantino. They just love to just kind of screw with not really giving you a specific time that their movie takes place and just kind of, toying with um you know elements from lots of different decades uh which kind of just sure. makes things fun yeah
0: no absolutely i think that that's a fun that's a fun one because yeah i, I found myself kind of laughing in the theater <laughs> when i was watching and seeing it with the, with the car i was just so surprised by that um but yeah no it's a, a good one so uh my my next puzzle piece, and uh, this is a pretty obvious one, but uh, it has to be said, and that's Scream. Yes. Um, yes, which of course is a total love letter to the original Halloween, um, and I believe absolutely influenced this. New oh, one as totally, well. um, totally, the, the way that it's ge- generational and all that. Um, and and uh, Scream, you know, was a really really fun thing when it came out. Um, I don't believe it. you know what i wasn't going to do this but i think i'm actually going to combine uh, a couple uh, two puzzle pieces here because uh i feel in a if if they do this right with the sequel that's coming out soon i feel like happy death day is such like a fun resurgence of slashers oh yeah um, and this is another puzzle piece I was going to bring up. If, if the sequel is good, I feel like they could be on their way to another almost Scream-like moment with a resurgence right, of young right. people slashers. Right. And, um, and I, and I think that that, that's what Sl- what Scream did in the nineties. I feel like Happy Death Day could do now. And I feel like both are, of course, hugely influenced by Halloween and, uh, especially Happy Death Day, I would say, um, influenced the new Halloween, um, in so much as that, uh, it's slashers happening now, like you said, it's, it's uh, as far as the story wise, it's kind of, it's kind of hidden about when it's supposed to be set. Um, but as far as I mean, like in the culture now, it's, uh, it's interesting that we're bringing uh, slashers back,
1: right? Right. Now. Well, and, and that's the thing. And again, this kind of goes back to the original thing I was kind of talking about with Halloween is that <clears throat> that's what Halloween, the first one did was it really kind of modernized the slasher. Cause slashers basically yes. slashers existed because you had psycho and you had a uh, Texas chainsaw massacre. You had black uh, Christmas mm-hmm. and then Halloween really modernized it. Like I said, dropped it into the suburbs and that's what really made it take off. And then scream did that same thing. And what scream really did is it made it fun. It made it pop culture. It, uh, you yes. know, it, it 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 brought like this almost uh it's funny uh, I was just talking about Tarantino like this almost like Tarantino kind of feeling to it um and it's like a self-reference yeah yeah thing. yeah made it very like meta they, they, they knew what they were yeah. and so then yeah. that really helped uh you know have a boom of it and then yeah happy death day very fun movie uh does that same sort of thing and then, yeah, that spills over in, into. Uh, here's the thing: is that I felt like Happy Death Day, and Scream, both um, movies. Like I said, I'm, I'm not a lover of Scream. I, I respect Scream. I've uh, from the day one that I saw it at the theater, I just I was not in love with it. It was one of those movies that I wanted to love, that I just did not love. Mm-hmm. Um, and Happy Death Way, a lot of fun, but it's just like it doesn't go beyond just being like a fun movie. But both of those, to me, mm-hmm. far superior to that new Halloween movie. But, yes, uh, definitely <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely of that same vein. Problem with the new one is it it doesn't quite like like how Happy Death Day kind of modernizes it like the way Scream did. I don't feel that the new one really does that too much. It, I, maybe maybe to a degree, right. it really pushes it to the forefront of talking about slashers and, and getting the masses on board, but it, it doesn't really modernize it that much. It does sort of in that same way that Scream did because it, it really uh, tries to tap into that, like, uh, you know, Tarantino- pop culture almost like kevin smith sort of way too with the dialogue and the characters Mm -hmm. um but um i i what and i'll go ahead and i'm bringing up a different puzzle piece but what that made me think of was the other halloween remake which is rob zombies halloween so that aspect of david gordon green's halloween just Reminded me of Rob Zombie, and not just his Halloween movie, but uh, the House of a Thousand Corpses, which I loved, Devil's Rejects, which I loved, Halloween, which I didn't, I did not love so much. Uh, and obviously, his Halloween was very, very much influenced by the original Halloween, um, but so was his House of Ryan. a Thousand Corpses. I mean, he he's somebody that's like the Halloween, like. Basically, is something that bleeds through Rob Zombie. It, it did before he ever did movies. It's his whole yeah, shit. it did before he ever did movies. He did it in his music, um, yeah. with Absolutely. White Zombie, and then as a solo artist. So, so yeah, I mean, um, very, very much so. That that's that was sort of what I got. Is it, it, this felt in a way more like? uh, the, the new Halloween, it felt more like a, a Rob zombie Halloween than I was hoping for. Um, but that being sure. said, yes, I, I think screaming and happy death day. And then now with the, uh, that the, the new Halloween, it is almost like another, uh, modernizing of the slasher, which is like the, the, the great mm-hmm. thing that the, the, the original movie itself did. Um, so again, tying everything oh, all yeah. back around, um, it's even though I was not a huge fan of this, of this new film, it is fun to definitely to look at and talk at and, 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 and just see how yeah. the things do <laughs> connect and come back around.
0: Well, an- another thing about, about scream and happy death day that I think, um, the new one is lacking, uh, specifically is character. Um I I I there's such like a mishmash of characters <laughs> in this new movie and they they're all like so uh, like in like in Scream for example there's all these characters and they're all doing their own separate things but you know where they relate right. to each other. Right. Whereas so, for some reason the characters in this new movie you would almost think they're just two separate movies that right. are <laughs> like just like spliced together somehow and i I think maybe that's due to a shitload of rights or something along the way like i don't i don't know what exactly led to that but it's unfortunate because um that is that's such a uh, such a great way to get that like youthful energy of like uh, like all these like fun young characters and then you know setting them up to get right, killed right. in a good slasher right. movie. Um, but
1: instead, they're just out doing whatever the hell they're doing. That has nothing to do with the you, story. Yeah, exactly. And 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 again, though, to me that that sort of feels like Rob Zombie because here's the thing: Rob Zombie he right. he writes great dialogue, he writes fun dialogue, and he does good character development. But he does it very strangely. He does it in this weird, bizarre way that doesn't always work. And I feel like that that's what this new Halloween does. It does this weird character development, this weird dialogue where it's like you have this scene between two random people and it's like it's funny. It's, a, it's like a great scene in itself, but it's like, where does that scene matter? What what does that matter? Who are these people? And it's just like, why are they talking about this <laughs> when it's like they could have so like, used that dialogue bit between two other characters and made it mean something? It's so like, yeah, that, that <laughs> is the downfall of the new one. It's just like so... So bizarre yeah. in that way. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, my next puzzle piece
0: actually has to do with um with all these young people uh, in, in the movie, and um, it, this might seem a little out of left field, uh, but maybe okay. not. But uh, it's actually Mean Girls, mm. which um, seeing the way all of the uh, the girls like you know act and talk and like very like. Very real, like friendships, right. high school friendships, and like all the, the the talking about you know about their life and their their school and all that stuff. Um, I in the original Halloween, I I feel like having these strong female characters, um, you know, really influenced Mean Girls in in a way, even though it's in a completely different genre. And then I feel, although it's not very well explored, I feel like they're trying almost in some of the shots and the way that the school scenes were shot in the new Halloween, they almost reminded me of like shot for shot of how, uh, the walk and talks and all that were done in Mean mm. Girls. Um, but of course we're talking about these characters that are completely unexplored, like we were right, just talking right. about in, uh, in this new Halloween, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, Mean Girls is my, uh, that, well, he, I'm
1: going to have to admit, I, 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 I like Lindsay Lohan, and I've actually never seen Mean Girls.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I've know I, I've actually started to watch
1: it before, and but I put it on like when I was like too tired to actually watch it. I've never seen Mean Girls. I know <laughs> that's like a a, a like b- pretty big sin, especially for somebody who's like you know. Oh, I'm a am a defender of Lindsay Lohan. Somebody who's like, no, Lindsay Lohan is good, yeah, and crazy. I hadn't seen that movie. What exactly are you defending then? <laughs> I know. I I'm I know kidding, who Lindsay killed Lohan. me. Is a great movie. I know who killed me. <laughs> oh boy. Speaking of slashers, moving on. <laughs> um. So no, here here's the thing though. Is it's funny because I didn't even think of that though. Uh. But but here y- you mentioned Mean Girls and and yeah. The way that the uh, the girls are portrayed in Halloween, the realism of it, the the, the good character development of uh, those main three girls, um, is totally like uh, something that influenced uh, 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 the craft, Heather's um, Jawbreaker, mm-hmm. um, and you know they're they're all in that same line of like Mean Girls, or at least I would assume. Um uh, so I mean and it's yeah, funny absolutely. I didn't even think of that until you mentioned Mean Girls but yeah I totally I totally see that. That was one of the, I think the other things though that was really really um uh, uh big and influential about the original Halloween is that you did have uh, you know these strong female characters and you 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 didn't have them just playing victims and you had you know that's the thing with right, horror movies right. uh especially in slashers is the final girl um which uh people yeah. always credit uh halloween as being the movie that started the final girl when it is actually was texas chainsaw massacre uh not to bring that up again but um <laughs> but that being said the 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 characters uh of halloween are so much better than the characters in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, though, uh, especially uh, uh, right. you know Jamie Lee Curtis, her character. Um, and while, while we're uh, mentioning that, what I wanted to uh, bring up my next puzzle piece, which I uh, see as one that was influenced by uh, the original and influenced the new one, and that's Terminator Two. Um, Terminator Two. Mm big time I feel in two ways influenced by halloween one i think michael myers um the character i think i think the terminator character in general is very michael myers from the original and then of course in, in in the second one it wouldn't be uh arnold schwarzenegger's character it would be the cop um but uh also right. you know uh the Laurie strode character is a big influence of linda uh, hamilton's character and then i feel like that i feel Absolutely. like the new laurie strode in the new halloween is total influenced by linda hamilton in terminator 2 she's literally yeah she's no she is linda hamilton in she terminator really two. is yeah <laughs> now that's the thing though is that i think that uh i think terminator 2 it does some things really, really well in regards to dealing with the, uh, you know the, the the mental state of the character that I feel that they, they kind of did like a, a bad attempt at in the new Halloween. Uh, the the whole uh, right, right you know, uh, horrible, tragic things and how that had its effect on the person and how that person, um, it it affects them in a negative way and they're really kind of deteriorating, but at the same time, they're actually very, very strong and nobody realizes how, how, how strong that has made them. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think in in many ways, that was one of the things when I was watching the new Halloween is I I was like, man, this is Terminator Two in so many ways because that's the thing. You know, we we just recently re-saw Terminator Two together in 3D. Um, that, that was probably like yeah. two years ago. It seems like it was like a week ago, but uh, <laughs> so that was the, the big one that I thought of, and Terminator that was the, the on big the one that I thought of when I was watching the new one. But then when I rewatched the original Halloween, I was like, wow, that this one. Bled into Terminator 2, and then it bled into the new Halloween. So um, definitely, that's interesting. I like, the, I like that. I'm surprised I didn't think of that. Being as big of a Terminator 2 fan as I am, uh, that's a really well. In the one. in the, like in, in, the, in the at the same time, what's funny though is if you think about it, I I feel like that Terminator 2 is an influence of Stranger Things as well. Oh, so for I sure. mean, absolutely. That, that's the the great thing of the the cycle of influence. Oh
0: yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome.
1: Uh well right on my my next few puzzle pieces,
0: my my last three actually. Um uh they're, now I'm getting into ones where uh these are only really talking about the new one. Uh although I don't know, maybe as we discuss them maybe we'll see some influence from the uh, original as well. Uh but the first one I wanted to bring up um is uh this is kind of a trend in horror mm. movies recently um and i think it kind of started with the babaduke and that is using a horror movie uh to mm. deal with grief um and that, that seems to be something that's been happening a lot lately I'm sure it's happened plenty of times well before the Baba Duke and I know you are not particularly a fan of the Baba Duke even though I think it's great and yeah. I know a lot of other people liked it as well um but yeah I mean uh you know we're talking about Laurie Strode's, uh, you know, her anxiety, her like PTSD right. of dealing with uh, what what happens with the original, you know, the events of the original Halloween and all that. And um, which isn't something you would normally delve into in in just the usual traditional horror story, uh, whereas that is something that is pretty forefront to a lot of recent horror movies. Not necessarily the PTSD aspect, which was uh kind of an original take, I think, but uh with just mental health in general and dealing with uh dealing with with something affecting somebody, like actual effect long term effects of uh of these kind of violent acts
1: that you'd see in right. these horror movies. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Uh totally. Um yeah, I'm. I'm not a, a huge fan. Again, I think uh, I always feel like that. There's the, the 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 fans of it follows, and then it feels like that if you're not on the it follows bandwagon, where you're like, man, that's amazing, then you're on the uh, Babadook uh, bandwagon of, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, it always seems like.
0: It's the Freddie Jason Michael of the two thousands.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Tells a lot about who I... you're gonna be as you grew up. So yeah. Um but yeah, totally I see that too. Um and uh that that's that's funny though because um uh it kind of uh, takes it and and and, and 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 turns it because okay, that's the thing. If you go back to psycho, okay. So psycho it does you don't ever see like that much of like the victims or like the aftermath and how anybody like what what the killer um, did to them mentally or anything that it is it but he right. it hit, the movie itself is because of you know his mental state and and his his life and like, it, it's, it's like from the other side of it, um, he, you know, because it, it was uh, influenced by uh, uh, Ed Gain, uh, the serial killer. Uh, and then uh, so was Texas sure. Chainsaw Massacre, which at the same time is very much about like, you know, uh, the, basically the the product, you being the product of, you know, a bad situation and uh, becoming this monster. And it never really does show like what the monster effect is though on the individual. And, um, Halloween, you don't really know any of that. There's a mystery as to like what's going on with his head and it's like, it's not even like a thought at all. It's just like a big question mark. He's just pure evil. And then, though, this yeah. one, the new the new Halloween, it really dives into that of, well, what does that do to an individual when they're in that situation? Now, I did like that aspect. I, I feel that they didn't explore it fully the way that I wish they would have. I feel like it's kind of half-assed. Definitely. The other thing that is bizarre yes. to me Uh, And then I think that I think this is a problem uh, that that movie has because it erases everything from two on is that um, Mm -hmm. it's almost like the whole world moves on, but she doesn't. Uh, which I don't think would have happened. I think the whole town would still be just totally apeshit over that this happened, but it just feels like that she kind of got stuck in time (laughs) and everybody else is like, like, whatever, get over it. And it's just like, no, (laughs) the whole town would just be like apeshit. It's pretty bizarre. So, um, you know, and there would be people having parties of, Oh, it's Halloween, Michael Myers. You know what I mean? It's like, that would be like, especially the younger people, it would be like a thing that, and that, that sort of thing has kind of been explored in, um, you know, some of the sequels, but it, that was where my big conflict though with, with the new one was, is that I'm like, they kind of just half assed that whole thing. But at the same time, it is some, an aspect that's not really explored quite a bit as far as like, what does the, um, You know uh, that when you've got this evil and it does these horrible things what is the effect it has on you know the people that that live through it the the survivors which is an interesting thing because and again maybe this is why i didn't like this one as much as i did because i love david gordon green and i thought stronger was one of his best movies and it's such a great movie about dealing with that with dealing with going through a horrible situation and then um you know um, just doing what you can to get through like basically each day. Um, and it's so just like raw and so just like gut wrenching in a way and so powerful. So I feel like that the way it dealt with the same sort of like mental state of a person, um, when i just compare the two because it's just like it's like david gordon green did this so well here and then it's just like kind of okay i almost kind of feel right. like he, he wanted to go what really happened? into that 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 route and explore that and maybe the studios or whoever like yeah no this is a horror movie this halloween movie you got to be a halloween movie <laughs> you know what i mean so uh but
0: yeah it, it's so it's so weird. Yeah. It definitely reeks of that of, of a lot of either studio interference right. or just a shitload of right. rewrites. One yeah. of the two.
1: And so yeah, yeah. and I totally got off uh, subject here, but we were talking about the the Babadook. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I, I think I think we talked enough about the Duke What would your next puzzle piece
1: be? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I what I wanted to just bring up. I mean, you brought up Scream, so I mean, obviously. Uh, you mentioned Jason, but I, I do want to just lay out the Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth, mm-hmm. uh, as a series, uh, as a movie, as a series, is something that would not have existed had it not been for Halloween, had it not been for the success of Halloween. And right. um, there's so many elements that um, come from Halloween, the uh, the the POV of 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 the killer, uh, the um, you know, the way the killer moves, um, the, 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 the victims that he actually goes after being, you know, uh, younger people being, uh, high school kids, you know, teenagers, um, sex is bad. uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) The the whole sex, sex is bad. You have sex, uh, you know, do bad things then you're going to die. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, and Jason, that's the thing, Jason and, and Michael Myers, Uh, they're both just these boogeyman that say nothing. They, they go, they walk slow. Uh, one use, you know, a knife, one use a machete for the most part. Uh, and it's so much so that a lot of people, they, they, they don't know which is which and they totally just get them confused. Like the whole, uh, joke with, uh, baby driver, um, and the the Michael Myers (laughs) mask. Which which is Mike? They which they they have the Mike Myers, um, and he's like, "Oh, you wanted me to get Jason?" And he's like, "No, <laughs> not Jason. It's Michael Myers in Halloween." So yeah, um, that's the thing. Is that in many ways, I mean, Friday Thirteen is basically a you know a, a rip off of Halloween, straight up. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. That being said, I felt big time this new one. Um, I felt some influence uh, from the Friday the 13th series, specifically Jason Goes to Hell. Jason Goes to Hell. Um, there totally had some Jason Goes to Hell moments in this one because in Jason Goes to Hell, they're, they they're, there's basically like a, they set up like a whole fake camp to basically capture him. Uh, and it, they basically set a trap for him. And, I mean, that's what this one is, is that she's setting a trap. Um, Sure. And so I totally just, like, there was a moment when, like, uh, it seemed, I I don't remember specifically if this even happened, but it just feels like it did. Maybe it did. But, like, it seems like there's a (laughs) moment almost identical uh, where – uh, here Michael walks up these bright lights turn on boom on him and it's almost uh feels like it should have been a Scooby Doo moment where like the the net drops on top of him and then it wraps him <laughs> up and pulls him up in the tree <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so totally no yeah like Friday the 13th big a big movie uh a big series influence from the original that uh also uh is very much You know, and it's been so long since I've seen so many of the Friday the 13th movies. I'm sure there are moments here and there that probably are totally, you know, in the new Halloween movie. Sure, sure.
0: Uh, Well, my next puzzle piece, um, I guess it kind of goes along with that a little bit, uh, is uh, Panic Room. Which, uh, <laughs> talking about, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and her, her little setup of all the, her, all her traps and her, uh, little secret area and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Kind of reminded, yeah. Re- reminded me of all that stuff. Although it should be noted that she does a pretty terrible job of it with her insanely slow moving kitchen counter and, uh, <laughs> Right, other stuff right. um i don't know i don't know what the hell the point of that was um why they would make <laughs> it that way what i mean she had uh, what is it 30 years or whatever they're saying like <laughs> to uh to, to build all this stuff she couldn't have gotten a little higher tech i don't know <laughs> but um yeah no i, I <laughs> a little bit of panic room though um which I, I think in its own right is pretty influential i mean
1: people know panic rooms because of that movie you know Right. No. Yeah. I. I. I totally don't remember much of anything about Panic Room. Oh, me neither. For, except for it being a panic room. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think. I, I think uh, Jared Leto was in it, and I think I believe so. Yes. Okay. All right. So yeah, I'm thinking of the right movie. Uh, uh-huh. Joni <laughs> Joni Foster and the um. Yep. Yeah. And the and the girl has. Asthma or something? I don't. I don't. She has understand.
0: a panic room. No, but the but she has a she has a diner yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but you know what? Well, that's she has funny. A panic that's room. funny though because, it, um, panic room. Um, along the same lines of it, I I, I, I kind of get that same sort of vibe. Uh, again, a movie influenced by uh, Halloween that influences the new one, and that's uh, Don't Breathe. Um, a movie that some people love that I wasn't really that big on. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, cause I mean, basically he, he, his house is a trap. I mean, you know, so it, yeah. it's kind of along the same lines and then, um, also, though the "Don't Breathe" with the night moments is very reminiscent of the original Halloween, uh, sure. especially just the the, the way uh, Carpenter. One of the great things too about that movie, and the way that that movie shot, is the framing of things and the way light and and reflections and various things like that are used with you'll have jamie lee curtis standing here and then you've actually got michael standing there and and maybe you don't even see him at first but then something happens and then there's like some light and then it's like oh my god he's right there you know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and so that's like that 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 spirit that that's the whole movie of don't breathe like um, yeah yeah it it's just like that that little moment is is what that movie is all about uh and i yeah, think it's it's, it's it's another it's another one of those though that that is in that same that, that same school of the it follows baba duke don't breathe you you've definitely got um you know, uh, you've got schools of people saying that this is the greatest horror movie in twenty years, and then this person's like, "No, this one is." So, uh, um, and at the same time, um, like I said, uh, I feel that influence of "Don't Breathe" though in this new movie. Um, one of the things though that I felt was an influence of this new movie, and it's kind of one that I'm not. <clears throat> I mean i I'm on board, but I'm not like in love with and that's um all of the new like current horror movies like the conjuring this one had to me the conjuring written all over it i feel like that that was a especially bloggers really bloggers are going to speak to michael myers that's how actually wait wait book?
0: wait Wait a minute. Podcasters. It wasn't a blogger.
1: Podcasters, it was a podcaster.
0: <laughs> I, la- I laughed at that. Um, <laughs> it was ridiculous, but I, but I did laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. It reminded me of the time that you went and talked to Charles Manson before he died for an episode of yeah. Piecing It Together. That's what it reminded <laughs> me. That was awesome. <laughs> that, that
0: was a really good one, too. Everybody, you should subscribe and download all the episodes and find it.
1: Yes. <laughs> but that's the thing is that they they're they're podcasters but they totally the way that they those characters they just like they were like we want the people from the conjuring in this make them a little yeah. younger boom here they are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh hey, and by by the way, they were con- they, they were uh, podcasters with five grand in their pocket to uh to try to get the uh, get the scoop. Right. Yeah, okay. Right. Because podcasters are all rolling in it, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Again, very much yeah. like the time that you walked in with a suitcase yeah. of five grand and twenty pounds. Of cocaine, and you were like, "Yeah, here, let me talk to." I do that uh, regularly. (laughs) Let me speak to the Unabomber. I need him on my show. I'm doing another great episode. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah that that
0: that was so funny and so ridiculous, Uh, but but it's. To to the to the main puzzle piece you're talking about about modern uh, horror movies, which as we know are like my least favorite kind of right. horror movie. Um, I I do uh, I do agree with you. Although I also think while I agree with with that statement, I I think it's yet another. Underexplored area of this movie. It's just like a whole bunch of underexplored areas. Right, right. Uh, You know, they they didn't go deep into the female relationships. They didn't go deep into all the young people. They didn't go deep right. into anyone's motivations or right. into uh, Laurie Strode's grief. And they didn't go deep into trying to, you know, do what modern horror does. Um, so it's it's interesting how they tried to pull themselves in too many directions and didn't really succeed in any of them i think
1: right yeah yeah the uh that's the thing is that i mean if you go with that whole podcaster thing run with it all the way through it's like it's just like totally just like here here this is we're gonna do this because we're like gonna modernize it and update it uh because yeah podcasting people podcast now so okay and then it's like it's like those characters they 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 could have been doctors or they could have been something i mean they what i what i was like was like why weren't they filmmakers at least i mean it would have made more sense to me but then i was like oh they want to distance themselves because they've done like like uh they they kind of explored that like the whole filmmaking kind of aspect and and like one of the halloween movies with like coolio i think um and it's just like they wanted to kind of distance <laughs> from that and they're like we want a new take and it's just like you know what yeah. i mean why weren't they why weren't they like just totally just like rip, total 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 ripoffs of the conjuring people and be like oh we're investigators i don't know it was just right the whole Go thing, all the way yeah it, it just like very half-assed in so many ways um but <laughs> Yeah, and and then though that that scene I I, I mentioned Rob Zombie, the 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 rest uh, the restroom scene, you know where they get killed, to me that was totally like ripped from ha- Rob Zombie's Halloween. I swear there's that like a so Rob Zombie. Yeah, there, I swear there's weird. like a scene almost identical to that in the in the, it's the scene where he gets his jumpsuit. Um, which I only saw Rob Zombie's Halloween one time because I was not a fan of it. I will say this. I love that movie, the beginning of it. I love like the first 30 or 40 minutes. I think that that's a great movie. The backstory, I love the relationship of Michael and his mother. And then though, it just, it turns into a totally different n- movie as soon as uh, the, the, the mom kills herself. The, the mom kills herself and the movie fades to black and then it comes up and it's like, It's a totally different movie. Um, (laughs) And so then it's just like, I really just hate it after that. Um, But again, this one has that same issue though, of it being just like several movies, like mishmashed together. Um, uh, With with Rob Zombie's Halloween, I feel like it's two movies. With this one though, it's like four or five, maybe six movies. (laughs) At least (laughs) per scene. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely
0: agree. Um so I only have one more puzzle piece. Um and my last one is not a movie, but just more of an idea and certainly more influential on just this new Halloween movie. Um but again, yet even though this isn't a movie, it's yet another thing that isn't fully explored, which seems to be the uh the main thing about this damn movie. But um that is the Me Too movement um which right, i think right. is a huge impetus for for this uh well for whatever the most recent version of the script is um right. but uh yeah i mean it it's a very female empowered movie or it, you know was in in certain points anyway right. um and so, and I think that it, it's a perfect timing for this to have happened right. to get like a real, not under the radar, uh, new Halloween movie, not like some, you know, right. little B movie, like to have it where it's major and big. Um, it, It's perfect timing, especially because of how uh, big of an impact Jamie Lee Curtis made with the original and, you know, to get her back and everything. Right. It, it's perfect for this time and the Me Too movement and all that. Um, But again, like we've been talking about through this whole damn episode I just wish they if that's the angle they were going to take I wish they would have explored it more. I think there's probably so much more that could have been said. Um but they just don't go there.
1: Yeah, and I totally I totally agree with you there. The timing on it is perfect. And that's the thing is that <clears throat> like it, with horror in general, it, it of course it doesn't uh you know, it gets a, a different reputation, but this is something that's been being explored for like ever in horror. Uh, I mean, again, Mm -hmm. go back to the Texas chainsaw massacre, go back to the original Halloween, the whole uh, women empowerment um, is totally like, something that just is repeatedly happens. I mean, even the scream movies um, you know, that's the whole thing with the whole final girl. I mean um, and then, I mean, mean, we're talking about women empowerment, death proof uh, the amazing Mm -hmm. ending of that movie. (laughs) Speaking of girl power. I mean it, it, it does make it perfect timing for this movie. It, it, it's like, Definitely, and because that thing ha- that has been explored before, it does really make it feel like a miss. It makes it feel like it's just like, you know, enough to get by. That's, that's, that's really the, the story of this movie in many ways. Like all the, uh, all the things that it explores. It's like, uh, just <laughs> enough to get by, not enough to really, you know, um, mean anything do anything really say anything just be like (laughs) oh yeah uh by the way yeah uh you know women empowerment um i mean it's not this that's the thing this isn't really even like uh laurie strode's movie i mean she's not in it much it should have been right it It absolutely should have. should have been yeah no it should have yeah but it's not and it's like that really just feels like a misfire that was my thing with the Absolutely. with the finale of this movie um, it felt so disappointing to me i remember when i saw h2o at the theater the end of that movie i was like yes i really liked h2o i haven't watched it in forever and i'm just speaking of when i saw it at the theater at the time which now was like 20 years ago which doesn't seem like it mm-hmm. um and she you know decapitates Uh, Michael and it's just like oh man it's like so empowering because in this one it's just like oh he's locked in the basement oh let's set him on fire (laughs) and then to set the whole house on fire they're still inside the house and let's blow up the house yeah I'm just like what it was very strange what (laughs) so it's like I mean it totally I I know that they they did that because they're they're like we can't chop his head off how are we gonna do a sequel but of course I mean that never stops them anyway I mean you totally can chop you know Michael's head off obviously we did it 20 years ago of course uh, <laughs> 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 but it's just Should've like I, I wish that. it had more of that to it. I wish it had that that just like where she really just like overcame because i mean like and not only that near the end of it it's just like um when he uh and her are finally in the scene together i mean he grabs her face and is just like you know breaking her glasses and stuff and i'm just like oh my god this is horrifying and then she doesn't like get to like put the smack down like it's just like i don't know it was very disappointing for for her to have so much you know hurt and so much anger built up for so much time and her been you know obviously like uh you know working out and 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 doing the the shooting all i mean she should have pumped him full of like 20 bullets and like stabbed him a hundred times before yeah. she burned him. Should have kicked his ass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to blow him up. Okay. Yeah. Didn't, didn't we already see this in part two? Didn't, didn't Michael Myers get burnt up in part two? <laughs> oh, and, and not only that, didn't we actually see his body? Cause that's the thing. The end of part two, he's on fire and then he he comes back and he's like stumbling along and then he's you actually see him on fire and then he falls over and it's like okay he's dead. We don't even get that in this one though. We just like oh right. he's in the basement and the house is on fire. Oh, we're safe. And then let's go go get in the back of a truck like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and ride right <laughs> off into the sunset. Not the sun, the sunrise. Sure, sorry. sure, yeah, sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit ending, total bullshit. But yeah, that that was one of the uh, the the things that totally that reminded me of uh, Chainsaw Massacre was the end where they get into the back of the truck, and then uh, there was the scene also, which was which is a uh, uh, you know it, it pays uh, homage to the uh, original Halloween too, but it got the original Halloween ripped it off from from Chainsaw Massacre. Sure. was the part in the original michael falls out the window and in this one uh laurie strode falls out the window and then in chainsaw massacre uh that's how she gets she gets away i don't remember the character's name but it's marilyn burns who she jumps out the window uh and runs away from him Mm. um so again that that's a that's a good thread though through all three of those movies because again. Texas Chainsaw Masters is the greatest slasher movie ever. Beautiful. <laughs> well, do you have, do you have any? Uh, do you
0: have any other puzzle pieces before we uh, close this up?
1: Oh well, one of the big ones though that uh, I thought of uh, it just relates to the new Halloween, mm-hmm. and in the way that it, it does deal with you know mental health, totally reminded me of Close Encounters of the Third Kind.
0: Oh yeah, um, that's good. It's
1: kind of like Yeah, it's kind of an offensive kind of way. It's like, because Close Encounters of the Third Kind is like, you know, you're watching the movie and you're like, this guy's totally, you know, insane. Exactly. The guy's insane.
0: (laughs) No, and he is. He's he's like out of control. He just
1: is, yeah. No, he, he is. He's out of control, like mentally, but at the same time, he is right, and then it's like, he it's like redemption of i was right, right but it's like at the same time though it's like no he's still like totally mentally unstable just because he's right about this one thing does not mean he was mentally stable <laughs> and he totally is so like abusive to like his wife and he's just like total like nutcase and I, and I, that's kind of what i felt like with this one the in the way she was handled it's like she's just kind of like i mean okay sure yeah, she's she's right. Michael is you know coming to kill everybody, but at the same time, it's just like I don't know. It's just something. It's like it's kind of offensive, just the way that the character is is shown and treated. And then it's just it's almost it's a, it's almost like a, almost like a punchline. It's like, see, I told you, right. you know. <laughs> and, and you're supposed to go like, oh, she told him, right. oh, all along. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's just like. That that one totally—it's kind like, of wow. bullshit. <laughs> it, it's kind of bullshit. And yes. Yeah, and I completely yes. agree with you
0: there. And yeah, I totally see what you mean by saying that it's offensive. It's like
1: it—it
0: it, <laughs> it really is. And it, like especially considering the fact that um, you know, it, it's it's the whole runtime. She's she's basically the crazy person. You know, it's really just like the last ten minutes that she gets even the slightest bit of
1: uh of redemption. Right, kind of kind of crazy right right mm-hmm. right and and because and that's the thing also to where it really screws with it it's, it's, it's like it's like okay well is is she really suffering is she really uh like uh, you know unstable or is she just really smart i mean i don't know it's just like it, it, again, it's just kind of confusing yeah. as to the, the, the message it's sending. It's whole, muddied up. A whole lot of half-explored ideas basically is what this movie right, comes right. down to. And 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 though, that brings me to a, 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 another point that I was going to make because oh, you, sure. you brought up the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, what this one totally felt like was a fan film. It was like somebody who loves Halloween loves not just Halloween, but loves horror movies in general, loves Wes Craven loves Toby Hooper loves, you know, the Friday the 13th movies. They were like, Oh, I'm going to do a movie the way I wanted it. That doesn't include any of the other Halloween movies, but (laughs) also at the same time does include all of the Halloween movies. Uh, Yeah. It's glorified. (laughs) I want my cake. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I want my cake and I want to eat it at the same time. I'm gonna totally reference Halloween three, Halloween two, Halloween, you know, whatever, and uh at the same time totally disown them and make it exactly like Rob Zombie's Halloween, totally disowning it, and it's just like <sighs> I don't know. It it's really uh it's 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 kind of that whole thing of how fandom is so out of control, especially mm. with like the 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 Star Wars movies. It just kind yeah. of reeks of that whole thing. Uh fan fiction, fan film and you know, fanboy uh the that whole whole thing, but At the same time, what's so funny about it is it kind of it turns it on its head in that way that Ghostbusters tried to and and was not able to win over its fans. But it did it and won the fans over by kind of turning itself on, you know, the whole masculinity thing. But at the same time, uh, being all about, oh, fan this, fan that. Mm. Uh, But again, I think that says something about horror in general. And just the way, you know, horror movies and the threads that have run through them. So, no, absolutely. Um, well, what I also want to mention though, is that, uh, we were talking about the characters and the way the, the girls were treated and how, how great they were portrayed in the original Halloween. Um, that's one of the things that, uh, when I was rewatching it, um, there's a scene with, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, her character Laurie and then the other character Annie they're in a car driving and they're smoking marijuana and there's just something about that scene. And it's, it's a very simple scene where they're just going down the, the, the street and they're just kind of talking, but it, it reminded me in many ways, something about it reminded me of Pulp Fiction and uh, the early scenes, you know, with John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson and at the same time, it reminded me of Transformers with the scene in the in the car with Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. And <laughs> and, and the thing is, though, uh, the great thing though about those moments in both of those movies and this movie as well is it's really great just character moments in movies. It's great character moments in movies of people in a car driving like I mean people in a car driving how often do are, are you like you do you remember that moment in a movie unless it's like a car chase Right. and it was just like kind of to me it, it it feels of that same vein and and then again this kind of goes back to what I was talking about if it follows and the moment that I remember and it follows it's not I don't remember them talking but i remember the like the back of the car and the and it's like you see the road the back of the car it's night and there's just like leaves right um, right so again that kind of ties all this all back together so yeah Pulp uh, fiction but i don't know about again though there's that kind of like that 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 wannabe tarantino thread through the new one uh as i said that it's more in in vain of kevin smith than it is tarantino but um yeah right. i think that was it although the the kid which i know me and you talked about the kid before uh jabral and tambu oh, i'm, name, I'm bringing up, i'm
0: bringing him up for sure after the uh the finished puzzle so. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. Oh yeah yeah. 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 That's right. We're just finishing up the puzzles. I, I yeah. was like, for some reason, I was thinking we we were finishing up our talk. So I was like, Oh yeah, this, oh. this, this, this. Oh oh no, this kid, okay, this so kid final. is getting talked about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So final, final puzzle piece then. Yes. Okay. Uh, I would it, say, uh, uh, well this, this goes, uh, uh, influence, the original influence and then also it would tie into the new one. And I would say found footage as a genre because the original film in many ways uh, is shot in so many ways as a, a good found footage should be shot. I mean, again, I, I mentioned how just voyeuristic and how just stalkerish the movie feels. Um, and then you had a couple of moments where they totally tried to rip that off in, in the new one. Uh, where you got like the 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 long one take and and there's the woman in the window, and then Michael walks around the house and he goes in and he kills her uh which uh they really did this also in the second Halloween at the very beginning of the second Halloween. There's a great like scene like that that uh they're trying to do um in the new one, but found footage um i couldn't think of anything specific but of course i mean the blair witch project so i would say that that the original uh halloween is in many ways uh, a huge influence on the blair witch project and of course it, it has been the, the one that really you know made found footage explode mm-hmm. and then of course uh paranormal activity which made it explode again uh and 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 with those movies as well uh they they did that thing of of kind of like modernizing something and making it feel fresh and new uh like halloween did like scream did like happy death
0: yeah so um i i can see what you're going for with it with the found footage um i don't i don't uh I don't see it like specifically in the new one um, or necessarily even in the original, but definitely in the way that um, Halloween has influenced all of horror. You know, found footage being kind of like, well, there's obviously the new, new incarnation of horror, which is like the Conjuring and stuff like that that we just talked about. But before that, uh, found footage was like the new thing of horror for like a good decade. And, um, and, and I, I think Halloween has crept, crept into every uh, version of the horror genre.
1: Well, what that. I, what I would say big time though, the, the, just the way that the, the, the original was shot just with the long takes and the, the camera movement, right? Um, especially the, the opening scene uh, with the, the point of view of the killer and and then the the long mm-hmm. drawback of the reveal, uh, you know, that it, it's a little boy, um, <clears throat> just that 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 specifically is a, just the camera movements. I would say. So I mean, basically, sure. basically, I mean, when the when found footage movies generally, it they tend to exaggerate and 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 shoot them in a crappy way so it's like people feel like oh this was real but when in actuality they should shoot them more like (laughs) halloween so that then people aren't like oh Mm. i'm dizzy oh i can't watch it it makes me sick and it's just like um uh, so that that was my whole (laughs) thing though um so and i love found footage so sure anytime i can okay yeah (laughs) nice nice
0: right on well let me uh let me read down the finished puzzle list and then we'll get into some uh closing thoughts on the, on the the two halloween movies so um our our finished puzzle list here is it follows stranger things death proof scream uh rob zombie movies in general including his halloween movies uh happy death day mean girls the craft heather's Jawbreakers, uh baba duke Panic Room, Terminator 2, Friday the 13th, Don't Breathe, modern horror movies like The Conjuring, found footage films, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, fan films, Pulp Fiction, and the Me Too movement. And uh, that is all of our puzzle pieces combined as a piecing it together of the new Halloween and a breaking it apart of the original Halloween. So um yeah, let, let's uh let's close this thing up with uh just a couple more comments. Um like we were about to do. I I have one I have two mm-hmm. things I wanted to mention. One is uh actually a little bit of praise after all yeah. the trashing we've been doing, and the other one is a little more trashing to add to the pile. Um so you know what? I'm just gonna get the uh the trashing out of the way so we can get to the good stuff. Um this new Halloween. It's rare that I watch a movie and say, Oh, the editing is bad. Um this movie, some of the editing was so bad I was like shocked while I was watching it. Um, there is one scene where uh the blonde girl's like running out of the room and it, it seemed so amateurish the way that it was uh cut, the way that she like ran mm-hmm. and then tripped. Um it, it it was almost bizarre it was like almost like a uh like like a low budget like student film or right. something the way the way that some of the editing came together i did you notice any of that like no that no not
1: necessarily i i uh, i don't know i think i've seen so many bad like badly edited movies that editing does, isn't something that it necessarily sure. unless it's like really good that i even really take notice of yeah <laughs> uh, yeah
0: i normally don't either that's why i was so shocked that it stood well, here, out to me here, so badly. here here's the here's the <laughs>
1: weird thing um which i and i it's funny because i i specifically remember though there being some cool editing in this there were some quick like almost like guy Ritchie hmm. type of boom 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 type of editing especially early on um and so it's bizarre though because this one it, it tries to at times be like the original film with these long takes, and then there's like these quick edit moments mm. as well. Um, it's a very inconsistent movie. So I mean, I think so that I mishmash. think that it does not have any timing in that, and, and that's probably what really like threw you off and made you be like, "What the hell?" Because yeah, it is. Right. It is a very bizarre movie in that sense. Uh, but yeah, I, sure. I, I didn't even think of that, but uh, until you just said that about the editing, but I remember at the beginning when it first started, I was like, I was like, man, this is cool the way this was done. And then it was like, they mm-hmm. tried to all of a sudden be like, Oh no, we're going to be like the original and Here's a long take. And then it's like, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, man, I, I man, get what you. A, what, what a messy mishmash.
0: Um all right well you know with that I would like to get on to uh praising young
1: Jibrell Nantamban. I, I don't know how to say his name uh I I, it it's though. it's Jabril, <laughs> I'm pretty sure but yeah Nantambu, Nantamban. I don't know yeah I'm not sure
0: either Yeah yeah so this is uh the little kid little black kid who is being babysat by the uh the the blonde babysitter who I really like barely in the movie um right. it's like it could it could have been a scene from another script that they just filmed anyway but this kid completely steals the movie totally um i want to see more movies with right this kid. right is 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 five minutes in this movie unrelated to the plot whatsoever <laughs> um uh totally it was the best part of the movie um i said on twitter i want to see this kid star in a home alone reboot that's yeah, how that good would, that, uh, would, that would be is. awesome
1: that would be awesome (laughs) um and here's the thing because uh evidently most of his lines were actually improvised uh supposedly (laughs) yeah supposedly like that's him like uh for the most part he just goes off script um and i was like wow so yeah that, that like you did you said that about home alone i was like oh yes totally and then what i thought of is uh people under the stairs i'm like Put him and people on the stairs. Yes, that that would be great. Uh, I'm I'm
0: on board for that, too. Just put this kid in a bunch of new movies. Right. I'm I'm down for all of them.
1: Right. (laughs) Well, make him make him the star of Halloween, two or Halloween for <laughs> 41 or whatever you want to call, just Halloween. How about Halloween? There's not enough movies just called Halloween. That doesn't confuse yeah, I people. Know, right? Yeah. Like, like they, they yeah. haven't learned with saw when Saw's just like, Oh, this one's called saw. Also, it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man. So any, uh, any other closing thoughts before we uh, wrap this up?
1: Uh, well, just, I would say overall, uh, to me, um, yeah, this was just a, a very messy, muddy uh like I I, I don't know. Like the, I I I love David Gordon Green. I think he's done some really, really great stuff. I think he's done some fun Danny stuff. Danny McBride too. Oh yeah, yeah. And Danny Danny McBride, yeah. Um but I from the from the original trailer I thought I was going to be disappointed because I felt like in many ways there's a lot of uh just kind of mm-hmm. oh a, a, you know just another halloween movie and in in many ways it it does kind of feel that way um mm-hmm. I, and at the same time though it, when I saw it it felt less john carpenter than I thought it was going to feel um Mm-hmm. I I felt really, I felt a lot of, uh, of Wes Craven influence and I felt a lot of like, uh, Toby Hooper, uh, like I said, uh, specifically, you know, chainsaw massacre moments for me. Um, there were also, as I said, Wes Craven, not just scream, but, um last house on the left and the hills have eyes even um which made me think of people under the stairs for the for the the, the kid but um it, it just really as i said it's it's like a fan film it feels like they just put all of these things right. they like and throw them in a blender and just here it is uh <laughs> Yeah. So uh a big big disappointment. Uh but you know, I I I I'm I'm glad I, I, I did uh see it at the theater. Um and you know, I mean I I'm of course I'm on board for a sequel. I mean <laughs> Yeah. Uh, come on. Let's let's do it immediately. <laughs> um <laughs> especially especially if Jabrelle's in it. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh make Jabrelle the star and um mm-hmm. totally uh, totally on board so all right anything you want to plug before we uh get going no 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 i'm good um i uh i'm 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 tired <laughs> <laughs> i hear you buddy yeah. all right <laughs> And welcome to Scream Scene, the
0: horror movie podcast where we watch every horror movie
1: ever made
0: in chronological order,
1: then rank them from best to worst.
0: Your dedicated hosts, Sarah and Ben, bring you a new episode each week,
1: covering the history of film through a horror lens,
0: from silent to sound and black and white to color and the social and cultural context surrounding them.
1: Scream Scene is your well-researched, in-depth, and respectful dive into the horror movies of old.
0: Join us, Creatures of the Night, by subscribing to Scream Scene on iTunes.
1: And visit our website, ScreamScenePodcast.tumblr.com.
0: You'll be dying to subscribe.
1: <laughs> That's pretty bad.
0: It'll be a hell of a good time. Better? It'll lift your spirits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I hope you enjoyed that conversation about the new Halloween and the original Halloween with chad clinton freeman uh i hope you'll forgive me if there was any editing mistakes within the episode i, I don't think there were but um you know I, like i said we recorded this episode a long time ago and going back to edit a show that you recorded like three months prior it's kind of uh, a bit of a drag <laughs> so and i tried to do all the editing myself so you know it is what it is but i i think i think it was pretty pretty clean so anyway uh, i hope you enjoyed that conversation and uh who knows maybe we'll get to do it again at some point I don't know I don't know how exactly it would work out that the original classic timeless influential movie would have a remake slash sequel coming out that you know is worth covering and that is clearly inspired by all the things that were inspired by it's it's pretty wild, and I'm glad we were able to do this episode, even though we didn't really love the movie, unfortunately. So anyway, um, I hope you are enjoying piecing it together. We would love to hear what you think of the show. Uh, this is our 45th episode. That's freaking awesome. We're almost to 50. It's crazy. Uh, anyway, you could rate and review us on iTunes. You could also just get in touch. You could email me directly, by Rosen at gmail.com, or... Uh you know you could follow us on social media at piecingpod or join our Facebook group piecing it together a movie discussion group and you can get in touch that way as well. Also uh you can go to our website piecingpod.com where we have a whole bunch of new stuff coming really soon. Uh I've been doing reviews on there too, written reviews, so th- there's a lot more content other than just the uh the podcast itself. So definitely check out piecingpod.com and get signed up for the mailing list while you're there. We're hopefully going to be doing a bunch of uh, giveaways to coincide with uh, not only episode 50, but also the one-year anniversary of the show, which is coming up in a little over a month. So uh, with that said, I think that's it for today. Uh, I want to uh, remind you guys that this month uh, is going to be crazy. (laughs) This month of February, we have a lot of episodes coming. We actually may have a full episode. Eight episodes, two episodes per week. That's crazy. It's only supposed to be a once a week uh, show, but we just have so many episodes coming up, man. We got special episodes, we got bonus episodes, we got regular episodes, we got another uh, breaking it apart episode. There's just so much coming. So I, I hope you're subscribed. I hope you're listening, and I hope you get in touch and let us know what you're thinking of the show. So uh, I want to do want to say one thing before uh, I get to a piece of my music to close out the episode. Um as you guys know, you should know. Uh we I also have another podcast called Bird Road Podcast with my buddy Q. Uh that that's the podcast that started it all here on the All Points West network and we're of course still doing it. And uh we have our next live show coming up. It's going to be uh February 21st in Miami at uh the Union Beer Store, uh 1547 Calle Ocho in Miami. Uh, me and Q, we're going to be doing all kinds of stuff, politics, comedy, just whatever we can come up with. We got some guests lined up. Uh, we're going to come up with a bunch of fun stuff. It should be a really great time. I don't know if any of you are in Miami, but if you are, you should come to the show. More information is available on the Bird Road Podcast Facebook page, uh, which we don't really update, but that's where the event is because, I mean, no one's going to go to our event, right? I mean, come on. So anyway, uh, February 21st, Miami, live Bird Road coming up. I'll remind you guys a couple more times before that happens. So uh, let's leave you with a piece of music. And I think it's only fitting for me to play you guys Stalker, which is a single that I released also on Halloween uh, when this episode should have originally come out. Uh, But Stalker is completely inspired by John Carpenter himself. Um, A lot of my music is inspired by John Carpenter. Uh, I love his work. And that kind of dark and creepy kind of cinematic music is really my favorite kind of thing to do. And Stalker is 100% in that area. And uh, this song is available for sale on iTunes. It's also on my Halloween Spotify playlist uh, for those of you that don't like buying music. But uh, you can also hear it now. So let's jump into Stalker. Hope you guys enjoy this track. And I'll be back uh, on Friday next week with another new episode. Actually, we're going to be back on Monday next week uh, with another new episode. Uh, it's going to be a most anticipated movies of 2019 special episode with both Chad Clinton Freeman and Ryan Darty again. Uh, so yeah, like I said, lots of piecing it together coming up. Lots of new music coming up. Enjoy Stalker. I'll Talk to you guys next week.